Have you ever wondered how an allergic reaction really happens? Like, what's really going on inside the human body during anaphylaxis? Well, in this episode, I'm going to break it down and demystify how anaphylaxis occurs. Let's dive in. Welcome to Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with Dr. Alice Hoyt, the podcast about demystifying food allergies, diminishing allergy anxiety, and taking back control. Let's navigate this challenge together with evidence-based information, scientific research, and tried and proven practices. And now, here's your host, board-certified allergist and immunologist specializing in food allergy, Dr. Alice Hoyt. Hi there, I am so excited you're tuned into this episode. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while now, and I've been thinking, what's the best way to do it? Because if you've seen me in clinic, which I know some of you listening have, then there's a good chance that when we were talking about how an allergic reaction actually occurs, like what's actually going on inside your kiddo's body when, God forbid, your child is having an allergic reaction. When I do that, I typically have the kiddo not sit up on the exam table. Um, typically, we start sitting down on on an even floor space anyway, just sitting next to each other, trying to have a normal conversation, as normal of a conversation as you can have when you're talking about such a strange disease like food allergy. But I'll draw on the paper that is on the exam tables. And what I draw is what actually happens during an allergic reaction. So I've been thinking, how can I describe this on a podcast? And of course, you know that I am working on an infographic for this because I want y'all to be able to see what exactly is happening when somebody is having an allergic reaction. So let's start with what is really involved in an allergic reaction on a cellular level. And and this podcast is going to be on a very kind of cellular level, but hopefully described in a way that makes sense. Because I feel like once people, especially people who don't have a food allergy, so if you know somebody who doesn't have a food allergy, who's still kind of like, hmm, how does that really happen? Like, what's really going on? This would probably be a good podcast for you to share with them. So let's talk about what is involved or the components of an allergic reaction. In order to have an allergic reaction, someone must have what's called an allergic antibody. And what that really is, is kind of like a danger sensor that sits on your allergy cells. So they have a danger sensor and it's specifically looking for whatever um, is it sees as dangerous to the body. So for whatever reason, people with peanut allergy, their bodies are programmed to see peanut as dangerous. We don't know why, but the way they're programmed to do so is by having these danger signals, um, these danger sensors, I should say, that recognize peanut. And those danger sensors are peanut antibodies or peanut immunoglobulin type E, IgE. IgE is a type of antibody, meaning it's a type of protein that is in the immune system and that your body makes as actually a way to protect the body. With the COVID-19 vaccine, you've probably all been hearing about IgG. IgG is a very important antibody, but it works differently and works with different cells. 
than IgE does. So IgE is what we talk, call the allergic antibody. And we call it that because it is the sensor for that peanut. When it sees peanut in somebody who's allergic to peanut, it is gonna activate the allergy cell and cause anaphylaxis. That sensor sits on allergy cells, as I mentioned, and allergy cells, there's a lot of different allergy cells, but the main allergy cell, sort of the diva of them all, is called a mast cell. Mast cells, they have a nucleus just like other cells, but they also have these things called granules. Textbooks call them granules. I tend to call them cannonballs because they wreak havoc. And inside of these cannonballs or granules, you'll find histamine, which is a very itchy, itchy chemical. You'll also find what are called vasodilators. Vaso meaning vessel, dilate meaning open up, and that's exactly what vasodilators do. That's why those chemicals cause the blood pressure to drop because those vessels are getting wider. And then other chemicals are in those granules or cannonballs as well. And as I mentioned, those granules or cannonballs hang out in mast cells. So you have these allergic antibodies, IgE, hanging out on the outside of the cell. They're bound to the outside of the cell. And when they see whatever it is that that kiddo is allergic to, say peanut, when they see what that specific danger sensor is looking for, like peanut, those sensors are going to get together and have a little party. And that little party is going to send a signal down to the nucleus and the nucleus is going to say, okay, I'm the brain of this operation. Out go you granules. And it, the cell degranulates. So then you get all of these cannonballs spewing out histamine vasodilators all into the local tissues. So that begs the question, well, Dr. Hoyt, where do mast cells live? Those allergy cells are mast cells that have those allergic antibodies on the outside and those granules on the inside, they live along blood vessels, which are typically right along nerves. Nerves and blood vessels typically run together. And those mast cells, you can find them in your mucous membranes, you can find them in your nose, you can find them in your gut, you can find them in your skin as well. So it makes sense that when a kiddo who's allergic to peanut eats peanut, the kiddo can start having an itchy mouth because that peanut protein is binding to that peanut IgE, which sits on those allergy cells. And that IgE, those danger sensors, they get together and they say, oh, we see what we've been looking for. We've got to tell the nucleus, so they send a signal to the nucleus, and then the nucleus tells those cannonballs, those granules, go out, defend. Because actually, y'all, these cells, these allergy cells, as I mentioned earlier, they're actually meant to protect us. They're meant to protect us from parasite infections. And for whatever reason, some people's bodies have started making IgE or these dangerous sensors that sit on these allergy cells against things like 
peanut or in someone who's allergic to, to pollen against things like pollen. So then what happens when they're exposed to peanut or pollen or whatever it is they have these danger sensors to, then they can have these allergic reactions. So when those granules are released, they can go into the blood vessels. That can cause blood vessels to get bigger. That can cause a drop in blood pressure. That drop in blood pressure in our bodies results in an increase in heart rate. Because ultimately, your heart is trying to pump, pump, pump so that the little arteries in your heart, the coronary arteries, maintain blood flow because those bad boys have to have blood or else your heart's not going to pump. But also because your heart is pumping to keep blood flowing to your brain. So if your blood pressure drops because you've had these granules released in anaphylaxis, then you can see why that drop in blood pressure is also going to result in an increase in heart rate because the heart senses the drop in blood pressure and is trying to respond appropriately. What also happens, I mentioned histamine is released from these cannonballs. Well, histamine is super itchy, right? So you can get these itchy red raised hives. Also, because of the way these chemicals cause problems in our lungs, cause issues in our tissues, you can get swelling and you can have some fluid in the lungs, but more so what you get is you get the muscle in the lung actually contracting down and that can cause wheezing and trouble breathing. Also the way these cells send out chemicals, these allergy cells send out chemicals from these cannonballs, these chemicals within the cannonballs, then you can get very upset stomach and you can get vomiting. A lot of people don't know this, but actually the first, one of the first symptoms of having an allergic reaction, especially in kiddos with food allergy, can be vomiting. That's why when kiddos are doing food challenges in my office, I'm always, you know, I'm looking to see if they get a rash or how they're feeling, but I'm really kind of looking at, you know, are they holding their tummy? Are they kind of like, uh, my stomach feels kind of funny. That can be a big tip off that an allergic reaction is impending. So you can see that if you have allergic antibodies or IgE to peanut, or pollen or egg, then when you eat peanut or egg or whatever it is you're allergic to, you can have these allergy cells degranulate, send out these cannonballs and cause these problems. Now, the only medication that actually stops these allergy cells from sending out these cannonballs, it's not antihistamines, y'all. Antihistamines work by suppressing histamine, but that's really after it's been released. Epinephrine is the medication that stops those allergy cells from sending out those granules. It can stabilize those mast cells and say, hey, mast cells, stop it. Don't send out those granules. Epinephrine can also combat that decrease in blood pressure it can actually help increase your blood pressure. Is it gonna increase your heart rate? It is, but you know what? When someone's having anaphylaxis, their adrenal glands are already secreting epinephrine because their body knows, hey, this is a problem. I need to combat this reaction 
And so the adrenal glands of that person are already secreting epinephrine. Epinephrine, when we give it from an EpiPen, AbbVie Q, whatever epinephrine auto-injector you have, it's helping what's already likely going on. But sometimes when people have anaphylaxis, their own epinephrine is not enough to combat the reaction. And that's how people can die from anaphylaxis. So that's why prompt recognition of anaphylaxis and prompt administration of epinephrine is incredibly important. Epinephrine should always be administered from an auto-injector into the outer thigh. So we're not talking about giving epinephrine IV for anaphylaxis. It's always in the outer thigh. And those epinephrine auto-injectors, check them out. They can go through clothes. So always read the package insert of the device that you have. Um, and there are also great videos that go along with the different types of auto-injectors. And there are a few more on the market. At some point, I'll do a podcast on the epinephrine auto-injectors. But for this podcast, I really just wanted to talk y'all through how an allergic reaction actually works. And that's how it works. Somebody already has an allergic antibody on their allergy cells. We don't know why certain people get allergic antibodies, but they do. So you have an allergic antibody on your allergy cells. You're exposed to your allergen, like say peanut. You're allergic to peanut. You're exposed to peanut by eating it. And then that peanut binds to that allergic antibody. That allergic antibody and and other allergic antibodies get together. That little party sends a signal to the brain of the cell, the nucleus, and the nucleus says, release the hounds, and out go those cannonballs. And that's how anaphylaxis happens. Okay, y'all, that's the podcast. I really just wanted to talk through how an allergic reaction happens and why it is that epinephrine is the medication you want to give as soon as you recognize someone is having anaphylaxis. Okay, y'all, that's the podcast. I hope you liked this. This is a kind of different format than what I usually do with it being just very targeted, very specific, very scientific. Um, Let me know. Shoot me a message. Go to foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and sign up for my email list. Okay, until next time, y'all. God bless you and God bless your family. Thanks for listening to this episode of Food Allergy and Your Kiddo with food allergist, Dr. Alice Hoyt. For more information on navigating the world of food allergy, visit www.foodallergyandyourkiddo.com and follow Dr. Hoyt on Twitter at Dr. Alice Hoyt. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Let's take the anxiety and confusion out of food allergy. Food allergy.